Oh, welcome to the driving you home out of the radio. Oh, wait, what have I done? What have I done? What have ah! I-, I can't do anything right. I'm a shambles of a human. Oh, welcome. <laughs> you know what? Do this- try and reboot. I mean, Rewind. I'm on. Bri- <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to driving you home out of the radio show podcast where we just waffle absolute. Where? No, I can't. What am I doing? What are even. I can't answer that question for I- you. You know what? I'm on a journey, and uh, it is not a good one. And uh, it's not about the journey; it's the destination. And the destination is. Oh no, it's no, it's the other way around. It's not about the destination; <laughs> it's the journey. You know oh, what? Well. Life, life, oh life! Da 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 da! Life. Um, Desiree, help! Desiree, help! Um, life is like a box of chocolates. Um, the you end. Never know <laughs> what you're gonna get. Uh, yeah, that'll do. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Driving You Home, the radio show podcast where we just waffle absolute nonsense. I'm joined in the studio by. Bobby Cox! Bonjour, she's back again. Oh, she's back, back, back again because we needed someone talented in the room and Sam Lake... Wasn't is, available, so I thought is I'd de- Is dead to me. Is <laughs> They're dead to me and I hate them. They've got the... I don't even know what they... They didn't even tell me what they're doing. I think they got gigs or something. Yeah. What's, you haven't told me your spirit animal for the day yet. Oh, my spirit animal is someone talented at radio. That's my spirit animal. My spirit animal... Is oh because it's Ash Wednesday. Okay. The Lord Jesus Christ. That is my ah! spirit animal. Uh, What's your spirit animal, Poppy? Um, mine is Olivia Coleman, and I'm genuinely quite stressed. <laughs> <laughs> I see. I see what you've done there. Uh, That's what she did. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, why did you find? Lady Gaga. <laughs> I was going to stop shouting random things. I love your work. <laughs> um, oh my goodness. Okay, let's. Uh, before we get into the shambles that is uh, driving you homo and all of the waffly nonsense, mm. what I thought we could do, because you're a, I don't want to say inspiration to twos and twos of people, but literally twos and twos of people have said, hey, Wayne, talk about uh, inspirational things. So um, I thought <laughs> uh, we, I, I thought I would ask you a kind of a serious question. Okay. And the question is, you are quite talented. You are quite great at the performing and stuff. Well, take, thank you. Take the compliment because I it's am. the only the, the only, only time I'm evening. ever going to say it. Thank but, you. But you if there those. are young drag queens or drag kings artists. or drag performers or just artists in general uh, wanting to step out because you're quite new to performing, yeah? Very you're, new. So like you're 10 months, 11 months? 10, 10 and a half, we can yeah. say. But then you... So you started drag... At home, Instagram ready kind well, of stuff, and then home, practicing, yeah. and then when you became more confident with who you are, through Instagram, yeah, and then you were like, okay, I've got this. I know I've got my paint down. I'm ready to go. Mm. And then you went out and did your thing. What my question to you is for those people, those twos and twos of your fans, um, because you're now, I mean, what, I have two. That's now you're a best newcomer of Boys Magazine. So, how many four fans? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. You're like, oh, I've got a few. I just got my old dance school to vote for me, you know. Oh my god, I actually didn't. <laughs> um, so, um, what what would be some of your pro tips? Because you're a pro. What are some? <laughs> <laughs> See what I did there? Comedy. Because mm. um, you're a professional. What are some of the tips that you would give to a fledgling performer like myself, who is oh, clearly? Oh my god. What would you give to new performers to go? Hey, this is what you do because there are loads of people that come up to me. I guess go like, I wish I could be as talented as you, rah, 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 because you know I'm an international sensation. But I, I tell them loads of things, and I guess my question to you 
again, and I've said it like four times now, why don't you just answer it? What would you say to new performers who are out there who might be listening? Um, it's really tricky, I guess, because... So my, the way I looked at it was, um, I don't have a clue what I'm doing. Mm, that's, ac- think, that's accurate. Yeah, Go I on. still don't. No, um, well, because I, well, I started Drag Through Drag Idol, which is just uh, rebooting. It's starting up again mm-hmm. this year. Um, so I started in Drag Idol last year. You did um, quite well in that, yeah? I did. I got to the semi-finals, yeah, and then well I got on. to the consider um, and considering like that was the first ever time. Well, you yeah, performed. the semi-final was my fourth ever drag performance. So gag, um, and then I got did the wild card round as well. So if someone, if someone, so for those playing the home game, Drag Idol is a UK-wide uh, drag competition, and it's open to anyone from any sort of denomination or any gender binary yeah. or whatever. Drag artists, um, drag performers, um, but. Uh, I I have some biases towards it. I I love Drag Idol and mm. I love the um, institution of it, and I've done it a few times. But I find it for me, from my perspective, it's more geared toward um, live vocals. Um, there is elements for drag, uh, like lip syncs and stand up comedy and cabaret stuff. But it's you need to have a, uh, from my perspective anyway, for this competition, you need to have a semblance of live vocals somewhere within your yeah, routine. I think, I, would think. I think that probably has to do with the venues that you that you compete yeah. at. Are uh, the the venues? Um, I mean, that you did have places like her upstairs, RIP, mm. um, and a few other venues that were lip sync heavy. However, the majority of the venues are like the are the traditional cabaret venues, I yeah. guess. So, um, and they when they're looking for the winner, they you, if you win the competition, you perform at all 18 venues, paid mm-hmm. gigs. Um, so they have, I guess, in mind looking at what, whether those venues would actually book. Are, are book you, you bookable? Uh, not whether, yeah, yeah we're not and regardless of, because like there's, in my, I love all kinds of drag lip syncing, live vocals, whatever. But uh, some of the venues, not all of them, but some of the venues haven't quite caught up with that. So they still look for their traditional live vocalists. So I do, yeah, yeah I do think. Being able to sing is definitely a plus, or at least um, I don't know. You can even if you can't sing, if you can do really clever parodies and you can like speak sing. Well, Taylor Trash isn't a good singer, and she can do great parodies. Oh my god! Reading some sisters. Uh, no, Taylor Trash is phenomenal. Like Absolutely. I have so much time for her. She's doing the gold rush at the moment, so get down on Monday night at the Glory because it is fierce. Indeed. Just gonna open a drink. Ah, oh, you're welcome. Nice. Alcoholism. Um, We're doing it right. <laughs> but my main, I guess my main tip because I just threw myself out there and honestly, it was the best thing I've ever done. Yeah. Because the first time you do drag, I mean, you saw mine. It's it's a bit like losing your virginity. <clears throat> it's awkward. You yep. don't know what you're doing. Yep. And you just want it to be over. Yeah. But it is essential to get through to in order to get to the good stuff. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? So it's. The first, you know, I'm I'm relatively okay with my first time, but it's it's about just throwing yourself out there and just moving on. Yeah. And the good thing about doing it in Drag Idol actually was that my first time was then I was given complete feedback on, you know, and then people gave you feedback. That's people, great. And yeah. did so. Well, again, we have judges. Mm. That's their job. Uh, oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was just thinking about me when I was like side stage, just no, reading no, you being a horrible you were just person. Being nasty. Yeah. Um, no, I'm joking. But so, but. In saying that, that is a really good question. Uh, a good statement is like, because we know the story because I was there for that and I did kind of sideways read you, but also I, it came from a place of love. Um, <clears throat> what do you, do you think it's important? Um, because there are people out there who may be very sort of precious about their, their style of performing. They're like, 
like, oh, this is my like my piece about mm, mental health or blah, and like they're very sort of mm. connected to it deeply, and they don't want to change it. Whereas I, I'm very malleable, so I go like, you know what? If it's not good, and like you come up to me, if Poppy comes up to me and says, hey Wayne, I don't like that, or like I don't like this part of your routine, or why don't you do this? And then I can go, you know what? That's a good idea, or you know what? I don't think so, but thank you so much for offering that. Like, are you very precious with your oh, no, routines, I or do you value criticism. the? Yeah. Well, because I come from a musical theatre background, um, so I spent, regardless of before drama school, I spent three years being told every day that's rubbish, and here's why, mm. and then I got better. Yeah. So I really appreciate that's like my that's how I learn, and I think the issue is there are a lot of not issue, but there are some new young queens coming up that are mm. like I've done some YouTube tutorials and I think I look great you can't tell me because you can't tell me what drag is yeah. and it's like well no I can't tell you what drag is but I can tell you you're not good <laughs> I mean, I've never <laughs> said <laughs> Abby Cog said all young people are not good that's exactly what first. I just said no I, didn't, no I didn't say that and I never would but um, there are like I would. there are some new queens that if in general, like I think, in any even not even drag queens, just in life, if you want to get somewhere, you yep. need to listen to critique because you don't come out straight away being the sensation. Mm. Do you know what I mean? I, wow. I I am not the drag performer I am now. No, hundred percent that like, I was then, you, and I would be evolved. if I hadn't. Yeah. Listen to all of the feedback I've had. I mean, all, yeah, all five people. But also, you don't know what it looks like, and you don't know whether just because you enjoy it doesn't mean the crowd do. It, that it, that is true to you right there. And like, I there are some songs that I loathe doing, but the crowd are like, yes, I love it, and I'm like, yeah. I'm Camp so nonsense. proud of this number. Like, and what, like, sweet transvestite or something. You're like, yes, I'm gonna do it again and again and again and again. Literally, like there are so but yeah. So I think it's really important to understand that. Well, it's, I guess actually it depends if you want to make money from it or not. I mean, because yes. if you want to make money from it, then you need to listen because the people that these at these competitions listen. are people that work in the industry, Beyonce. and if they like you, they mm. will put you forward for gigs, and if they don't like you, they mm. won't. So, how do you find these people? There's another thing. How do I find which people? So, like you just said, people putting you up for for new gigs and stuff. Like, how do you how do you find? So, like for example, I know Dave Cross runs Boys Magazine, and mm. I know he's sort of the the man behind the mask in terms of Boys Magazine. Um, but like, how do you come across these people? Like, what do you do to go like I need to know this person, or I need to know like how do you get your gigs? Because um, there's lots of queens out there, or lots of performers out there that are like, I want to do a drag show what's my first step? Like, I've got my drag... So I've learned from YouTube, my makeup tutorials and all that kind of jazz. I want to get on the stage and do a turn. What? How do, I, how do you move forward? Like, what's the next step? Because that's probably, I think, the hardest step to do. Yeah. Um, but once you're in, you're in, like, you're in the deep end and then you just got to, like, it's let like, it it's slide. It's getting the first gig. I mean, I was... I've, I'm, I'm, I was, I've been very, 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 very fortunate and very yeah. lucky. Yeah. I have... To this day, I'm going to start doing it soon because I need to. I want more more gigs. I have never asked for a show. Mm. I've been very very lucky that I've been offered all of mine. So um, it's difficult because I guess then I have to pull. I haven't really done anything. It must be so hard for you being booked and blessed. Um, Great, thanks. No, no but it's a, you know, the main thing is is mm. that to make sure that every gig you go to you are nice to people because there are so many There's people that, there are because regardless of how talented you are like i know some performers who are maybe not as talented as others but they work a hell of a lot more because they're wonderful people mm. and the people that are absolute bums yep. who are really really talented venues just go i mean 
I know I've spoken to many owners who go, they're brilliant, but I'll never book them because they're not nice. And exactly. So, As someone who has promoted shows before um, and probably will in the future, um, I only book people that I want to hang around with, like who are yeah. good performers. Absolutely. But also like people who I want to like have well, a kiki with and have a dance. And, well, exactly you know. because as much as this is a business, this is a very informal business. Mm. You know, this isn't like there aren't job interviews and there's not a hierarchy in terms mm. of like a hiring structure. No. But so, it, so you yes, you look at the act, but at the end of the day, do you like them? Yeah. And also, this is a a very competitive industry. So if I don't like you, I'm not going to give you the gig. Competitive competitions. What gag? I was in a competition recently. You were, and you won. Well, I well you won. Oh no, sorry. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that is triggering. Sorry. Anxiety attack, come at ya! Although, you, sorry, the last time we spoke, you won your you won your heat. Didn't I won. You? I did win. I did win my heat, and then, and then I went the to the brewers. semi-finals to the two brewers, and then I came in third, which is still a brilliant, which is still great. Well done. Uh, our gal pal of the show, Shay Gaday, uh, took her. the. Yeah, she's yeah, she's alright. Uh, <laughs> I'm still, a li- I'm still a bit, I'm still a bit tender when she won. Like she fully deserved it. She fully deserved it. Mm. Um, uh, Tia Coffee, Dave Cross, and oh, I can't remember the other names of the other people. Um, These the judges were the judges. Oh, and, Dave Cross performing it. <laughs> yeah. And, oh no, Dave. Could you imagine Dave Cross actually getting on stage? I'd love Ooh, it. Gag. Um, but uh, yeah, so I, I came in. Uh, I came in third. Uh, Boadicea or Boudica? Boudica. I, Boudica. Um, she came in second oh, and Shagade came in first. They Like, uh, all the performers were phenomenal and I had so much time and so there were nine performers and I came in third and I was very humbled but also I felt a little bit like robbed a little bit and I, I'm, I'm trying to like... Losing is not losing but not, not winning. Not is winning is fun. kind of like, it's like, because also co- competition so I'm not, a, I'm not a, by nature a competitive person mm. and... It was this, there was this moment where, because I know my, like you were saying, drag is an evolution and performing is an evolution and there's all, there's room for growth and development. Yeah, you never stop learning. And I started as a gender non-binary and I'm moving into painting and learning how to paint my face. And so I know that I'm still not the glamour toad that I need to be or am going to be. Uh, But I was very happy with the performance and I couldn't really critique or see a lot of negatives from the brand of my routine. Mm. And so I was just like, and it was really hard because I was like, Shaker Day deserves it. Tea Coffee and Dave Cross are mates of mine. And they also like, they, I find as, because they're friends of mine, they're going to be more critical of me. And I think that's a good thing. I think that's a great thing. So yeah. they're more judgmental over me than the performers who aren't their friends. So they're, they're well, going yeah, to be more... Yeah, because if you don't know someone, you're trying not to appear as... Because if they don't know you, they might just think you're an absolute... You know, whatever. Ass. Yeah. But if it's your friend, you're like, okay, you like me, I like you. So what you're telling me is... Yeah. Because so, you so, want to get better. So the one, the one T um, that Tia said to me was like, there was a French uh, component to my song and I speak zero French. And so I tried lip syncing in French ah. for that song. And she's like, I've spent years learning French. I'm like bilingual. And your lip sync was terrible in the French component, and that's why you lost marks from me. And I was like, "Well, I, I guess. I mean, I am a xenophobe, Australian. So, you know, so that was like one of the reasons why, one of her justifications. Like, I get that. That makes sense to me. But I was like, Ugh. like I yeah. wish, I wish. Um, but yeah, so like, I'm, I'm, 
I'm proud. And, and, and the I'm video happy. is epic. That shoe fly. Oh, the was... shoe gag! Everyone, did you see the girl in the audience? Go onto my Instagram at one Wayne Carter or on my YouTube you or on my Facebook them? or on my what? <laughs> I thought you were telling me then. I was like, okay, no, sure. <laughs> yeah, you're like, I'll do that. Do, 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 do. Like, uh, go out at one Wayne Carter. You can see all of the uh, the links to my videos there. Um, I might even post them on the Driving Your Homo Instagram. Um, oh, she's wild. Oh, but um, what am I looking out for? You, you don't have to look at her, babe. You've seen it already. Yeah, I'm I know. Telli- I'm telling the twos and twos of people. But that what are did listening. the girl do? Tell me. Oh yeah. So what happened was, I my plan was you you know the two brothers stage, yeah. Yeah. So I'm the standing cabaret on the one at the front. Uh, the back one. Oh, the back one. Is it the back one? Yeah, the back one. Oh, I was in the back room, in the dark room, mm, telling oh, the boys. It is. It looks so different. It does, doesn't it? So video. I was in the back room, and I was like, "There is." I was already planning on kicking my shoe off. Because I'm a shambles of a human. Well, you did it, at and I did it halfway. At, I did it, it halfway, and I almost hit something one in the face. So, like, oh. I was already on brand, and the venue promoter at Halfway to Heaven was like, "My only feedback for you is to wear something glittery and sparkly." And so I put on the pink do flacky number, and she was like, "Oh, you look glamorous, babe." And I was like, "If I look too glamorous and don't stick to my brand of being a shambles, I hate you." And she's like. Babe, you will always be in shambles. And I was like, yay. Um, and then I kicked my shoe off. So um, so what happened was I was planning on kicking the shoe into the speakers where, like, you know where the speakers are. Yeah. There's no one going to be standing yeah. there. And go straight into speakers. It won't do any damage. Um, it won't hurt anyone. No problems. I maybe kicked with a little bit more force than I no. planned. It went over the speakers into the DJ booth, narrowly missing the DJ. And then this girl was like in the audience, was like, it almost hit the DJ. Whoosh. Like, and I was like, aha. But because I was on stage, I was too busy, like, just owning my moment. And everyone's like, oh, like, yeah, it's hilarious. Like, because. It was one of those moments where it was like, is it a gag? Is it not a gag? Mm. They're still going with the routine. Like, they're a shambles of a human. Let's just, like, go on this journey with them. <sighs> it was so well, good, I though. I loved it. I thought it Thanks, was Thanks, Dom. Um, that's all I am at Camp Shambles. Speaking of Camp Shambles, I went to Krylon. The, oh, uh, yeah. The, fa- the, 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 the makeup the, the store. The makeup store, because I'm a makeup artist now. I'm a oh, moi. I'm a moi. I'm a makeup artist. True tea. This is, beauty. This is this is how on brand I am for my life. I am trying to step up my glam, right? Mm, yeah. I am trying to look more glamorous. Yeah. I recognize that I am, I don't want to say trailer park chic, but I am lacking uh, home. Uh, lacking home? Well, I'm just homeless. What? <laughs> What? What? <laughs> what? Uh, I'm living in the studio. It's great. Uh, I don't shower anymore. It's fun times. Uh, I'm I'm joking. Babe. Okay, I literally I can't. I'm like I'm like the world's most gullible person. I was like, oh my god, why are you telling me this on air? I don't know how to respond. <laughs> Should I be hugging you right now? Is this an intervention? Uh, Help me. Like literally, I'm like, babe, I've got a money. I've got money. It's okay. Okay. Good. I don't have enough money for drag because you've seen my drag, but I have money. Um, <laughs> Um, so I went into Cryolan. So clearly yeah. I have money because Cryolan is expensive. Yeah, but worth it. But worth it. It's not like Mac expensive where it's like, oh God, I can't even see the Pikmin. It's yeah. like, well, Mac's a bad example. They have quite good Pikmin. Yeah. But like, do you know I mean, you go to some expensive places and you're like, oh wow, I spent a bajillion pounds and I can't even see it on my face. Yeah, because Taylor, Taylor Trash, I was like, I wanted to get the clown white um, mm. foundation for my eyes. And uh, she was like, Cryolan, 100% Cryolan. That's Every the only, time. I was like, Okay. I use Cryolan for all my foundation because that's the stuff that touches your skin. 
Like whatever you put on top does not matter where it comes from because it's literally not touching your skin. But foundation, plus it's like grease paint. It's incredible. Yeah. Your face will not move. Yeah. And it's when I, I see a girl come and she's wearing like number seven liquid foundation. And I'm like, how? I don't like the liquids. They find no. I find them weird. No, I'm not a fan. Yeah, I like the sticks. I like a nice stick. Stick. A cream. Like a, nice a cream. Stick. But I was uh, walking to Cryolan. Getting my, getting, feeling my oats, living my truth, owning my destiny, wearing my cape because I'm that kind of a gay, right? Just a big scarf. Walking down, <laughs> thanks, <laughs> thanks. So I'm, I'm a poor gay, so I, I've got that journey. Walking down uh, Covered Garden, one of the streets, looking all glamorous. Yeah. Step directly into a huge pile of dog poo. Oh my gosh, no, I did see this. And you went into Cryland with the poo on your shoe, didn't you? Yeah, and then I went into Cryland with poo on my shoe. And then like... Did you notice before you got into Cryland or did you get in there and go, I can smell something? I mean, I mean I'm mean, i on brand. So I I stepped in the poo. Then I went, whoop, and I almost like, slipped. And then I went, oh, why really did I slip? And then I look over and I was like, because I'm thinking, oh, I stepped in a puddle. And then it was like, that is a very brown puddle. Uh, <laughs> very brown, dear. solid, Ooh, not watery dear. puddle. Dear, dear, dear. Did you try and wipe it off? And so anything? I tried wiping it off, but also my shoes, not the best of shoes. And so, <laughs> so I just went, great. Um, and I'm going into cry And there was all these like like 15 to 21 year old li- little girls like, I've got it. Like they, they had this sort of makeup tour or something. It was oh, weird. Okay. And I and they're all like, yes, makeup, yes, queen. Click, clack, clickety, clack. Death drop. And I was, I walked in looking homeless and going, <laughs> um, I'm looking for foundation. And like, <laughs> I, I looked so, not mask for mask, but I looked so like, I don't belong here. Help me. Right. Um, what is your foundation shade? Uh, oh, I well, I use uh, re, re, no, re, I want to say Remington, but that's wrong. Remington. But, Remington. No, that's wrong. Rem, I don't know what you mean. Remington. No. What's the name? Rev, Revolution. Revolution. I, I use Revolution for my foundation. There is one called Remington or something like that. Remington's a, a shaving thing, I think. Oh. Yeah. So whatever. whatever. Um, I use, I think seventeen. For Remington, uh, for Revolution. Okay. For my, like, I use one W in Cryland. It is the palest <laughs> foundation in that, that isn't, shade. That branch. isn't white. Like in all of all the W's. Yeah. Because it's like that. So they have like white. a letter. Like I am one white. <laughs> the only thing paler than me is, is clown white. white. Is um, I have to use for my highlight. I have to use just the lightest shade of a different palette because it's the only way it'll show up on my face. <laughs> oh my goodness So uh, let's pause that And because we've just been Waffling nonsense For the last have. half an hour But it's been great I'm not sorry Sorry not sorry um, Because we are Sisters doing it for ourselves so Sisters let's... Oh, oh sis, Sisters Sister I get it Stop talking. Stop <laughs> talking. It's my time to shine. <laughs> Sorry. Is, oh. Hi, welcome back to Driving You Homo. <laughs> the radio show podcast where just waffle queer nonsense. And we're joined in the studio by Bobby Cock. Bonjour. And Olivia, last name unknown. Yes. Coleman. <laughs> <laughs> Olivia <laughs> Coleman. Yeah. Oh, Coleman. Let's do that. Yes. <laughs> Olivia Coleman. She's <laughs> got one, one more Oscar than I'll ever have. So. Aww, <laughs> yay. Olivia's are... Um, one more than Glenn Close has ever had. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> 
true tea, true tea right there. She's an icon. Uh, icon legend star. Uh, Olivia does the news here at uh, the station, and we figured, uh, both Poppy and I decided, why don't we do, because we do Driving You Home as a queer news events, etc., etc. And we thought, why don't we get Olivia in, um, and we can discuss some of the queer happenings uh, that are happenings in the news. Now, oh, I've been happens. cripplingly lazy because... Uh, I'm on that journey, uh, so I do. <laughs> just not many destinations. Yeah. No destinations, all <laughs> journeys. I'm going. I'm going to go to Battersea, and then I'm going to go all the way to Reading, and then back again because. And where's this story going? I just, I <laughs> in fairness, I stopped caring halfway oh, through. I mean, I you told like, me to shut to tell you to shut up in the break, so maybe this is. The yeah, time. please. <laughs> uh, speaking of me <laughs> shutting up, journey. Poppy news. Yes. I have what do you some got? articles. So um, I'm going to start with something that I thought was big news, but then I realized wasn't as big news. Okay, tell me more. Which is that, um, that a, someone has been, inverted commas, cured, the second person to be, inverted commas, cured of HIV. Okay. And this was the, the guy in London, yeah? Indeed. Okay, He's not been named. Um, he's the second known person in the world to beat the virus um, after receiving a bone marrow transplant from a virus-resistant donor. Um, basically, he had... Um, I want to say cancer, but I think I might be wrong. Well, I mean, if you've had yeah. bone marrow, right. yes, yeah. and he, leukemia, and he basically he had the the bone marrow transplant mm. uh, from a resistant donor, and that cured his HIV. Somewhere else said that they don't technically class it as a cure yet. Mm. He hasn't been on the the HIV drugs for a year now. Oh, and there's cool. no trace in his system, but they would want they want to leave it a bit longer before they can yeah. stamp it. Um, yeah, they also wanted to say that um, it, there's only one percent, I think, of people in the world mm. um, who do actually carry this gene where you're resistant to the HIV virus. Um, so again, another reason they're reluctant to call it a cure is because there are only so many people who have this. It's not sustainable. Yeah, it's not yeah. sustainable. You can't um, start harvesting humans. No. <laughs> My no. question, I mean, I, I I'm all about... <laughs> a bit complex. I'm about harvesting... Uh, <laughs> I tried... Be, you know what? Thank you both for not laughing at that horrible joke. I didn't hear it. Good. <laughs> it's forgettable. It. <laughs> no one needs it. Sam Lake is going to hate me. My question to you guys, I know you're in a very loving and committed relationship. Uh, do you have a significant other somewhere I around, do Olivia? Not, no. Okay. My question to both of you, regardless of relationship status, would you feel a certain kind of way if your partner had HIV? Um, and if so, what would your like what what would you do in that situation? Well, statistically, mm. if someone has HIV and they are on the medication and they are um, Un- non is uh, it undetectable? Undetectable. That's one. Thank mm-hmm. you. You are actually safer having sex with them than someone that does not know their HIV status or thinks they don't have HIV, mm-hmm. because technically they have HIV and they've got it under control. Hmm. So I think if I was in a relationship with someone that had HIV and they were undetectable, then I then you have nothing to worry about. Yeah. And obviously there is a level of trust there that they stay on top of their meds, but that's their that's them. Yeah. You know I mean, like, and they're, they're going to keep on top of their meds because nobody wants for it to develop into AIDS. So, yeah. you know, I think, is and it something you'd definitely have to have like a few think, thoughts yourself about? Probably just not b- out of like discrimination, just because you're like, oh, okay, well, this is not something you're used to. But at mm. the same time, I think it's something that if you love someone. Well, I, I mean, there, there are a few things like, 
uh, I had a girlfriend of mine a couple of years ago. It was like, if someone came up to you, you were in a relationship with the person for a couple of months. It was fledgling, like three months, say. Um, still new, still fresh. You were like, ma, I love you, et cetera. Like, yeah, puppy love, whatever. And then they go, you know, can I do insert name of graphic sex act now and then that's something that you're not into so like maybe for example i don't want to get too graphic but water sports for example and that's something you're not into then like so this situation with the aids thing if it sort of throws you back like what would for you olivia what would you do in that situation if you were confronted if your partner come up to you and was like i have aids or i have hiv where would you go? What would your next I step be? I think the two... The, it's very important to kind of differentiate between AIDS and mm. HIV. That would be the first thing. Because yeah. there is such a difference. So education. Yeah. So I think conversation and honesty and education and just approaching things with being honest to yourself about where you are in the relationship and how you feel about the person <sighs> and being honest between each other and approaching it going... Like educating yourself yeah. and finding out the facts about the situation because... 100%. The UK is actually, um, I believe, the leading um, has a leading medical research for HIV. Oh, well done. And, if that's true, um, well done. Yeah. No, I'm pretty sure. I read it in an article recently. So. <gasps> I read it on a piece of paper. It was at a bus stop, but um, I found it. No. It was on the onion. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, it was on the onion? Yeah, great. <laughs> but I think, yeah, these situations, are, I mean, it's hypothetical. I, 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 oh, I'm yeah. speaking in, hy- in hypo- hypothetics at the moment. But um, no, I think it's important especially in this day I mean and if age they were ugly obviously you would like cut them and run but like no. if they were attractive I think it's important it to like have an open conversation and educate yourself yeah. and um, educate each other because you have to make these decisions based on facts and not based on fear that's kind exactly. of origin in discourse in the past and I think actually Gag. you have to like people do have to realise that we've made a lot of progress in mm. HIV it yes is, we have um, since the 80s 100% a, yeah and it's it is a you know a very if it's untreated, yes, it's a very dangerous virus, but there are so many um, so much progression that has been made. Yeah. And we have to have an open mind. We have mm. to have these com- engage in these conversations and not outright reject them. Um, mm. It's got a stigma, and I think it's very important to break down these stigmas. I and, think and from memory, and uh, I, I know queer... Sorry to cut you off, Olivia. Um, I From oh, memory, right. and please tell me, Poppy, if I'm incorrect. But <laughs> <laughs> is it... Every three months, you should get tested every three months just if to make sure like that sexually active. Yes, yes. Sexually yeah. active. Yeah. Every three multiple. months, you're meant to be getting tested. Yeah, sexually, and make sure yeah. that you're um, getting checked. And there are plenty of sex health clinics mm. that are uh, free or very cheap um, if you need to do it on the quick. Um, but yeah, like, uh, what's the one? Rupert Street is great in central London. Rupert yeah, Street. Dean Street as well. Dean Street is the one I'm thinking of. I've said Rupert, Rupert Street. around the corner. <laughs> But it's also really right. good to remember that if you, someone tells you, oh, I think I have X, and you had sex with them the night before, don't go get tested that day. Yeah. Go to a clinic. Some clinics will give you emergency... Um, uh, treatment, medication. Treat- medication. So, yeah. like, if you think you have a new... De- they don't, there's no point testing you because it won't... Sh- most of yeah. them won't show on your system for two weeks. Well, this so is... So, these have two separate ones, I think. Yeah, I, ha- I had this situation where I had a syphilis scare... Um, I was up in Edinburgh and uh, on Grinder, this guy messaged me who I hooked up with and was like, oh, by the way, get yourself tested. I think I have syphilis. And I was like, great. I'm doing Edinburgh Fringe right now. I'm supposed to be having fun, not getting like a sexually transmitted disease. And so I went straight in and they were like, well, we can't test it for you now because it's like happened last night, but we can give you a course of antibiotic or like medication to stop it from happening if it does happen. Yeah. So 
take these meds, bam, come yeah. back in a week and we'll test you yeah. properly um, and see if you're... Yeah. And it turns out it was fine, I was clear, but I yeah. mean... But it's why it's important to go... Drama. Don't go in and just go in for a test and not tell them. Go in and tell them, oh, yeah. by the way, and then they'll tell you the right things to do because if you just go in and get tested and you come out and go, oh, I haven't got it, and then... Yeah, two you weeks have, later, you like, have, yeah. and, and so some people get a bit. I had to tell my friend once. He's like, "Oh yeah, I came through clear." I was like, "Why? Well, when did you sleep with him?" He's like, "Last night." I was like, "Babe, babe, <laughs> babe, babe." <laughs> it's not biology. <laughs> um. Also, full disclosure: I'm uh, clean and I've been tested recently. So, if anyone is out there and ready to go, at one Wayne Carter is my Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and I am what. Available. Desperate. Uh, what <laughs> do we got? Calls. That was a really. That was a really good. Um, well done. Look at us. News number two. Do you want something more like pop culture or do you want? Babe, something? I want whatever you want to give me, babe. I've got four articles here. Oh. Um. So you, well, one you mentioned earlier that you haven't read yet, and <coughs> wants me to read it to you. Please. Was about um, Silky Nutmeg Ganache from, from RuPaul's Drag Race season. season eleven. Season eleven. She Ooh. is. Been interesting so far on um, the show. Yes. Very vocal. Yes. But she has been vocal somewhere else. Yes. She made some Islamophobic comments. Oh, okay. So um, what is... So basically, well, for some context, so yep. this season we've got um, Mercedes Amand Diamond, who's the first ever Muslim queen And on she came on and like squealed. Like, like did they like... like a, I'm not going to try and repeat it. Yeah, like a high, high-pitched street like tongue, squeal. Like, yeah, like blah, 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 blah. But like a proper good... No, yeah. I can't. I'm way too white for that. Yeah, um, yeah like, so I, I thought it was an epic entrance. Actually, I was mm. like, oh, oh, I yeah. gagged. I was gagged. She was one of the f- one of the memorable ones of me oh, on yeah. that walk. But um, so they basically there's a viewing party, right? The, this one at Roscoe's, yeah. Yes, this is at Roscoe's, Chicago. and so this is. I'll, I'll just read out the quote. Mm-hmm. She says, "Behind this is Silky to Ganache, by the way, saying this behind the scenes, making the promo shoot. I said this is going to be the shadiest season, the fakest season. Then Mercedes walked up." And I said, this season's going to blow up. Ah. So that is what she said in reference to... And so people have... And so do do are people saying that she's... It's just not... It's, it's one of those ones where we've had it before with um, Trixie making the cotton picking joke. Where it's like they've tried to do something funny, mm. but it's very racially charged. Do you yeah. know what I mean? It's not... It's not... You know... It's, you can't do things so like I know, that. I, I, <laughs> because I, you can't say it. Like, I, yeah, I don't want so, to say it. <laughs> so I I feel like I know you well enough to know that this is like a zero tolerance. You would never say that kind of a thing on stage because it's no, not the type of person you are. Because also it's not funny. Like humor, if you're, if you're making fun of I mean, humor race, is subjective. Humor. Like haters roast. If they were on the haters roast, would you deem that appropriate? I mean, I from what I because I'm white so I can't say mm. what a black person should or shouldn't be offended by. Yeah. Oh, um, everyone's entitled but, to be offended by but, anything. But I mean, tri- they did apparently. Um, she checked it with um, um, Mercedes. No, no, no. With um, we're talking about Trixie. Oh, with yeah. Latrice before she went on stage, and Latrice yeah. thought it was funny. Yeah. So I mean, in that context, if if Latrice said it was okay. Uh, then but cool. then, but then, so like Latrice is allowed to be like, yeah, it's fine. But then, say for example, gal pal like a uh, tea of coffee, who's a person of color, she might feel pressed by that joke and not finding it's, that that's funny. That's why it's difficult because if you go in with the person's yeah. consent, it, then that's where it gets a more, bit more muddy. Mm. Whereas I think in this one, it was just like a really poor attempt yeah. at also, humor. Also, if it's being broadcast, it doesn't really 
even if someone's given that consent, there are other people who are going to exactly. be watching it. So you've got other perspectives. Because well, one person doesn't speak for their entire... Exactly. So it's like, mm. I don't so speak for every gay to... person. Do exactly. you know what I mean? So Wait, you have to... you're a gay? <laughs> I know, it's shocking. Gasp. I know. Um, no, well, see, I, I started out in comedy. I started out with stand-up. I very much walk the line. It's not comedy. And... It's totally a thing. It's just yeah. about, like... Uh, but I'm respectful. Like, I'm respectful, but also, like I said, I will toe the line. And as an Australian, xenophobia, racism, sexism, homophobia, these are just part and parcel for how I was culturally brought up. It's not like, no, of course, I'm none of those things. Like, I'm not a racist, I'm not a homophobe, I'm not a sexist. But it's one of those having a laugh at whatever makes you different, whatever makes you an other. So, even uh, like for me, growing up as a queer man, um, I instantly made fun of that. Like I love who Making I am, fun and of I yourself, love. I think is yeah, it's self-deprecating. Okay. But then also, I would then make fun of my friends who were also different. Yeah. So I would make fun of think... my friends for their othernesses. But then outside of that community, exactly. so so like I would never walk up to a person of color on the street and racially slur them because I don't know who they are. Like I would never do that. But I might do. I might say or do something that's maybe like like um, Silky did borderline maybe offensive to some people or in this case it sounds you know fairly offensive um um but she might say it to a mate who in this case it's mercedes and she's going mercedes is a gal pal of mine i'm a bit of a shambles of a queen i'm just going to say it so i worry that we get into too much of a safe space but i guess it's because it's public though so i think yeah whereas like what you're talking about is like if if I'm with, say you're with your friend yeah. and you like have like in jokes between but like, you. But like I said, fine. the haters roast is a point Yes, example. but then you have to remember that's on not, as much as that's them reading each other and they are all friends, yeah. it's them all being friends being viewed. You have so a responsibility I mean? so that's when yeah. something is broadcast, you have a responsibility. And I think when a lot of in public discourse, um, a lot of kind of discussion around Islam is mm. to do, is really oh, no, 100% contentious is. and uses language that is... Especially so, in America. Yeah. When, when and in the UK. Is, yeah, and when language is used that's really... <sighs> offensive like this yeah. I mean even you have to you have to take it seriously you have to take a kind of responsibility <sighs> in that so we have to be serious way. ugh yeah. um, no I, I don't disagree I agree with everything but like also I know um, what you I mean. like, there, there is, there it, is it, sometimes there is like people just go straight to being offended. Yeah, but then there are, but then you do have to realize. That and that, and that's and that's say. the fine line that I walk is it's like I'm like I want to be offensive and I like I just want to say whatever I want to say. Like I'm not an like I don't go out to be offensive. Like I'm not that shock jock kind of a person. But also I want to be able to say what I want to say. And if it offends someone, I'll apologize to that person or that group of people. But also like okay, like life's too short you know like who cares but also on the on the on the flip side what olivia was saying about the like we're in a public domain and we have to be aware that there are people out there that do have um uh privileges or don't have the privileges that we do have and we have to recognize and prop them up and actually not tear them down um so yeah you're right it is <laughs> damn it it's hard it's, it's it, so hard because, like, but then but then because I think it's because there are some people that rely solely on being horrendous humans for their mm. humor and that's not humor, that's Morgan. just being a bad person do you know what I mean that, there's a difference like if your humor is based on on insulting people you're not a comedian you're just a bad person hi I'm Bianca Del Rio I mean what <laughs> <laughs> she's, uh, well I mean she does like I love her but yeah, she, she does exactly that but she does a watered down version so that, yeah. therein lies the thing like would she get away with it 
or like a Joan Rivers type of character, which should be able to get away with those kinds of things, but then Silky can't. And therein lies the problem. Is I guess it's you, because you Bianca accept... Rio, maybe, I, I don't know, but maybe people don't mind with Bianca because she is... That's her brand. And but that, so, but then, and so you'd probably know yeah. that she doesn't mean those things. But then Silky... That's but, an offhand comment where she maybe she does mean it. Do you know what I mean? I think maybe but, that's where and, it's... And, and, I, mean, I don't know. I'm, but, I'm, no, I'm, of course you don't. But they... Hypothetalize the thing. But the, and there, <laughs> therein lies the problem. Therein lies the problem. <laughs> what do you... Hypothesizing. Hypothesizing. Hippopotamus. Yas queen. I was like, I can't even help you because I don't even know the words. Big words on a Wednesday night. Woo woo. I don't know. Okay, we have gone way too much about this. What's the next thing? Something else. Something. Something fun. Fluffy. Oh gosh. Right. Okay. Well, neither. We've gone from HIV and AIDS to like Islamophobia. Let's find something. Right. Well, speaking. No one's dead. No one's dead. So moving on, I found a really cool article by Tan France. You know Tan Francis? No. From Queer Eye. I don't watch Queer Eye. (gasps) Do you watch Queer Eye, Olivia? I do. I was a kid when I started watching Queer Eye for the Straight Straight Guy with my mom. Mm-hmm. Best thing ever. I watched maybe one episode of the original series. No, I literally that was and my childhood. I'm not, you don't understand. In fairness, I mean, you are like I'm thirteen. Much, yeah. <laughs> I, much, so. I much prefer the new ones because it's more about openness and diversity and like, and like and otherness. Actually, it's not about like here is a straight guy. Let's make him look yeah. nice. It's yeah. about like how are you? Yeah. That's Can nice. we make you how better? How are you? Can we help you? Hey, like, doll. How are you? Should how ask these questions to everyone more often. Exactly. Like how not, not like a, I'm good. Thank you. Like a but. Struggling. How are you? Emphasis on the how or the are or both. All three. How, how are, are you? Just <laughs> <laughs> sounds aggressive now. Ladies and gentlemen, Poppy like Clark um, and Olivia. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Drive You Home. I'm also here. <laughs> We're taking over. So, Tan, um, what's going on with so basically, your man Tan? It was, it was actually it's a really lovely article about how um, he is probably actually one of the first in America and certainly on a worldwide scale, one of the first gay. Uh, Asian um, celebrities. Uh, that is, George Takei? Uh, yes, no, um, he means specifically um, Takei. I can't remember, where does it say? Come on. Radio. News. I can't remember. Radio. But, and in news. a sense, well, George Takei, he. George Takei. He's a public yeah. figure. He doesn't, he's not quite as. He's an actor. He's an actor. Yeah. Whereas he Tan plays. Is, is, whereas Tan's more of a, a celebrity personality type. He is him. It, yes. He is and himself. Yeah. The original lineup of. Queer Eye for the Straight Guy was all white mm-hmm. and so how whereas they've been much more diverse with this casting and how yep. he feels it's all about actually how as um, someone that there isn't a lot of people like him to, for people like him to look up to there's actually an immense amount of pressure on him to be uh, be, be perfect be, and be um, yeah and he talks a lot about um, representation because he was it's quite interesting actually he was saying how diversity in the past was like they'd have all the white stories and then one black story but there was mm. never an, an Asian he specifically mentions Far East Asian um, stories and how sometimes he feels that sometimes um, East Asians are overlooked yeah. in terms of diversity in fairness like not like Asian Americans are overlooked in general or like or Asian characters in Western culture are looked over in general so mm. the fact that a queer so, but, Asian yeah. man is going to be looked over and um, I was reading or listening or watching an article or talking, some sort of thing where it was talking about who are the most sexually sort of wah, propped up kind of group of people and it's Asian women are the, Asian women are the like go-to, like they are the best sexually fantasized people and the least sexually fantasized about are Asian men. So black men are 
up there as well with Asian women, but Asian men are way down at the bottom. And it's a weird sort of disconnect that Asian women can be fantasized and then Asian men it's like teenagers, get. really. It's only recently. No, so like. That's what do you mean? No so one looks at you. Exactly, that's my point. So I'm a ginger guy. Right. Whereas ginger women are seen as like mysterious Sultry and, and sexy yeah. and like sophisticated and all these things. Then ginger men are seen as Ed Sheeran. So. But real tea. Um, but tea. But so, but, I mean, we, we I recently had like the re- you heard of the Red Hot calendar. <gasps> that Red Hot calendar, I follow. I mean, and there's a ginger. There's a ginger. What, but what, what is that ginger thing that I follow on Instagram? I am. I am. I am a carrot. I mean, I am one. But <laughs> I am mad for gingers. I'll tell you that much right now. But no, but it's true that until recently, ginger men were seen as really unattractive. Mm. It's only been there's only been a recent shift when they decided to do a calendar of ripped ginger men that suddenly they're attracted. Some so people are attracted. Elevating them in the spotlight, elevate. Like me. Yeah, yeah, no, it's all, yeah, absolutely. But I think that's what I'm, what I'm tying into what you're saying. Mm. Yeah. Very pretty people. I follow um, hot ginger guys on Instagram, and it's just a daily dose of hot ginger guys. Oh my god. Um, but yeah, no. So it's it's weird how there can be that disconnect, like you said, that disconnect between the same group of people, like the same group, yeah, are completely viewed differently. <sighs> you know. You know what else is viewed differently? What? The ending of shows. Oh my gosh! Did I talk? Okay, I haven't got through half the stuff. I yeah, but that's okay, because you can come back again and we'll say more stuff. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, that was Driving You Homo. Have you got anything to plug before we go? Myself. Okay. <laughs> Hi, I'm Poppycock. You can follow me at It's Poppycock on Instagram and at underscore It's Poppycock, I think, on Twitter, because somebody had It's Poppycock on Fuming. I mean, come on, Brandon. Um, I'm not that I use Twitter. I don't know how it works. N- neither do I, and it's fine. We're, 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 we're too old for that nonsense. Oh, I'm doing icons with Flick to Bean on the 20-something. Oh, and I will be there. I need to message her for a ticket because yes. I'm on a bougie. Watch out on my Instagram. I'll be there somewhere at some point. Uh, soon, that's promise. at Drink Shop Do in King's Cross. Uh, Olivia, do you have um, anything, any social media that you want to promote? Um, the weather. <laughs> <laughs> Is it, it's pretty warm. Um, well, it's actually really warm in here. Yeah. Sorry. Um, yeah. <laughs> She's going through the change, everyone. She's like 20 years too early, but she's ready to go. I like to, you know, march the beat of my own drum. Uh, so if you want to listen to Olivia, please tune into the station uh, more. She's on... Uh, my Twitter, if that's what you're asking thank me. Thank you. Is at Wil- underscore Wilson Olivia. Oh, so your last name it's is a, Wilson. It's a plot twist, yeah. Yes, okay. so now it's so all been revealed now. Oh, <laughs> there's a reveal. Olivia Wilson. <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, Poppy Cog and Olivia Wilson, thank you so much. I am Wayne Carter. You can follow me at one Wayne Carter, or you can follow the show at Driving You Homo. Otherwise, that's been Driving You Homo. Please rate, favourite, subscribe, share, tweet, do all of the things with all of the people. <laughs> as long as there's consent, we love you. Bye. Bye.